Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Saturday mornings with your host, David Hell. Local issues and community information. Every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 1480 WHBC. Saturday morning, this is David Held, and you're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC. You know, we were talking about fear and faith, whether you live by that mindset or of fear or faith. And, uh, you know, we have a young man right here in the studio with us, a local man who started out right here at Hartford Middle School. And an interesting side note is that his middle school football coach hey, was hey, none hey, other hey, than hey, the hey, very hey, famous hey, Eric hey, right hey, here hey, in the hey, studio. Hey, Let's hear it. And so we have with us today, I mean, boy, this is just really exciting. Bergen Brown Jr. Bergen Brown Jr. And Bergen, you went to the Hartford Middle School and McKinley High School, right? I'm local. I'm here. Yep. You are local. This is hometown for me. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And you have uh, you have mom here with you too I today? Mom here with me. I also have my significant other. Um, yep. So I got the family here with me. Fantastic. So tell us, I mean... You've, you've really, in a very short period of time, you've accomplished a lot in your life. Yes. And and you've and right in front of us, we have the five-step process for bulletproof finances, becoming a financial critical thinker. And you did not come by this very easy. You've yeah. been, you've had a lot of experience in, in your young age. Tell us about that. How did it get started? Yeah, so it started, you know, emerging from the inner city, you know, considerably when you think about it, a lot of us become what they consider a sad poem. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say poem, I'm spelling it as P-O-M-E, which is product of my environment. Um, and with that being said, you know, um, there wasn't a lot of representation, you know, resources. And those resources, when I looked at them, it was more like red tape because I didn't really understand it. So and also looking at, you know, success and what I define success, I didn't see, you know, many people that looked like me. So mm-hmm. in that instance, as I became more successful, I, I felt more obligated to, you know, share my story where other people can feel like they can you know, achieve success as well. Yeah, because, you know, so much of that is developing the confidence that you can do it, even like Very writing true. a book. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'd like to write a book, but, you know, like, oh, you, can, you can't write a book. That's a hurdle in itself. That was a black box that, you know, we've been working on this book for three years. It's been writing, you know, I've been writing this for the last almost decade-ish. You know, it started off in a notebook. That notebook is almost in th- to threads now, but... You know, I was externalizing every day, getting my thoughts on paper to, you know, now I can look back 
and see where I come from and see all the things that I achieved and overcame, you know, over the years. So, and and what was the what what would you say would it was the defining moment? Was there a defining? I mean, there's probably a series of them. Um, <laughs> it was back when Eric was my middle school football coach. <laughs> One of the defining moments, you know, I'm really appreciative of going to the military because. I had so many different stories there that, you know, changed me. I, I'll tell you one that was a really a turning point in my life was in 2016. You know, I was um, laying in a pool of blood. You know, I had my artery nicked, you know, and bled out. And, you know, when I woke up from that surgery, you know, I had the opportunity to go to New York City. I met some really great people who, you know, show me and, you know, exposure. That's the word I want to highlight here. Someone exposed me to you know, a better life. As my ship pulled off from New York City, it was, you know, Fleet Week, you know, I, I shed a tear. Like, and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, I've just experienced death. Why can't I experience, you know, what success looks like to me? And at that point, I decided, you know, I'm getting out the military and I'm, you know, going to find, you know, I'm going on my pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. And I made my way uh, to Philadelphia. Wow. Yes. And then, so what was the first step that you took then? What, how did you start to, it's not just changing your mind, but then you had to take those action steps. The first step I will always say is, you know, you got to change your mindset, but making the right decisions, like that is the biggest piece. Just anything in life, you have to continue to make consistent, good decisions because one bad decision can ruin everything that you work for. So mm -hmm. that was probably one of the, main things that you really need to think about and in the book you know mindset is the first step you know and i want to highlight there is decision making you know that you can do you know good things today tomorrow the day after but that fourth or fifth day if you decide to you know i'm gonna cheat myself that can ruin everything so mm -hmm. it's so true the mindset yes because you're always going to have you're going to have self-doubt yes you're going to have others that are saying oh you can't do that yep and That's it could be true. out of jealousy or it could be because they're just, you know, they're, they're thinking, ah, you're, you're wasting your time. You're going to get, you're going to get hurt. Or some people even with good intentions, mm -hmm. they don't want to see you become disappointed. So they'll say, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you could, if you see, you know, you've probably seen both of it, all of those things. Yeah. And another thing is procrastination. A lot of people procrastinate or even say, you know, you know, come with me, you know, or they're waiting on someone else. And one thing that a lot of my friends still quote me to this day, 10 years later, is that, you know, one monkey don't stop no show. So in that case, I'm, <laughs> you know, rather you're going to come with me or not, I'm going to, you know, go on my journey and I'm going to become successful. So there's a hard push there, you know, that I believe in myself. I start to find the confidence, you know, and it's, you know, you got to believe in yourself. For sure. You do. Mm -hmm. Because, and it's having that, um, that sense of purpose, Yes. Even when you're struggling, even when you're suffering, because a lot of people look at you and say, wow, you're in good shape. You're, you're, uh, uh accomplished and at a young age, it's a, Oh, he, he's not struggling. <laughs> Everyone has their struggles. You know, every level of success I found, I've always hit a, you know, another roadblock or found another challenge. So wherever you are now, if you, you know, finding yourself, you know, run into roadblocks or these different hard challenges that are complex, you know, you got to overcome, you got to keep fighting it because otherwise, if you, if you give up on yourself, who's going to fight for you? You know, I got a really great story. I want to go too deep into it, but you know, 
there's a defining moment for me here. You know, mm -hmm. I was in the, the service and um, there's this thing called cranking. You go to help food service out for about three to six months. And as I went down there to go help these people, it wasn't my, my, the job I signed up for. It became difficult. I was missing days uh, of being at home. Um, I was working about 18 hour days. I couldn't make my way home. Um, but to, to get to the, the, the meat of it is that one day I, I had a breaking point. I said, you know what? I thought about what my senior chief said to, you know, the larger division and said, hey, if you want to get out the service, don't waste my time. He was talking to the knuckleheads in our division. So one day I thought to myself, you know, I'm about to quit on myself. I, I, I went to him and told him, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. You said that if we don't want to do this anymore, let you know, we won't waste your time. He's like, Brown, what are you talking about? You know, so I'm going on complaining. They took my days away, X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and eventually, you know, he said, hey, cut it out. You know, I don't want to hear anymore. He said, let me tell you something. Nobody's going to take care of Brown the way Brown takes care of Brown. And at that point, I had to take ownership of my life. And I never put my fate in someone else's hands. So in that case, that's where I got that mental strength to overcome things that, you know, if I don't figure this out for myself, I'm not expecting someone else to figure it out for me. It was a choice. Yes. And me and David talk about it that all the time. I think the greatest power as humans that we have is the power to choose mm -hmm. how we respond. Uh, yeah. All of that decisions we make the yeah. power, power to choose. Yes. Because you can't you cannot control what happens to you. Correct. You try to minimize, right? You know risks. Correct. You try to prepare yourself, but what happens to you? It's how you respond. Correct. And your mindset. What about when you have listeners out there right now that, and and I'm sure you see this, you know, in in every area of life, that you know people start feeling hopeless or they start feeling like, I can't do this or you you just don't understand the problems. You don't, you don't understand the difficulties. What would you say to them? Can, can they, can they turn things around? Can they change their life? They can turn things around. And there's something I want to highlight that I've done for myself was externalizing, getting a notebook and getting this stuff out on paper. Don't let this, you know, all of this bottle up inside you and essentially explode, like shaking up a Pepsi bottle and open and explodes. Mm -hmm. And it's now a mess. Um, there's a second thing. I'm no health professional. So one thing that we tend to overlook as you know normal people and not exposed to it is um is medical medical help. Yes. Yeah. Going to see a professional, um, because I utilize those services as well. Like that keeps me sane as well and you know, on my journey, keeping me on a narrow path. So that is really important of uh, uh, mental health as well. well that's, an we that's another resource. Yes. I mean, you know, when you look at it, like with, uh, you know, just playing football back at, uh, you know, in grade school oh, yeah. and in <laughs> high school, it's like, you know, for athletic performance, we'll do everything to give ourselves an edge. Yes. To give ourselves, uh, you know, the resources that we need to succeed. But then it's like, oh, when it comes to the mental stuff, you're giving me PTSD here with my coach here. Uh, <laughs> up downs and go run a lap. He's staying quiet over there right now. Yeah. <laughs> he got a whistle in his shirt right now. Oh my gosh. Was, there, was Eric a tough coach? He was a great coach. Let's start there. Um, anyone who knows football, you know, there has to be discipline, you know, instilled into the kids, you know, us growing up in a, in a difficult neighborhood, you know, right around that, 
outside of that fence we're practicing you see the crime going on in that neighborhood mm -hmm. so it was you know eric had to he, he played the role that he needed to be he was definitely a role model and you know one of the people who helped me get to success as well he's a part of my story as well isn't that great yes it is great i'm a reflection of, of him right here yeah and <clears throat> being being a coach, you know, sometimes, you know, there are certain kids. No, that it gets coach. me choked up. I see mom over there. Mom's getting choked up, too. There, no, just just, you know, just being able to say that when you're when you're coaching, there are certain kids that, you know, are going to go a certain way. And you can see something in them. And he was just one. That, yeah, he's going to. You, know. you can see he's a winner. Yeah. Yeah, you know, of course, I didn't know eventually one day I was sitting here interviewing him because I never knew I'd, you know. You, you didn't know you'd be sitting here. I, I didn't know I'd be sitting radio, here either, right? right? But, you know, this is great. But, it, but it's, two, it's two success stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and Eric was talking earlier, but his fear, like the first time he did the, we were both talking about the first time I did the radio program, I was like so nervous. I thought I was going to get sick. Like I thought I was going to, you know, just get sick before mm -hmm. I came in. And then Eric starts talking about how he felt the first time he did the... Yeah, the, ran this board. <laughs> it looks like a lot, you know, but, it, you know, after a while, it's, it's super easy. But, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, 10 years later, I'm still messing up. Right, right. Sometimes. But guess what? It's like you you're, you you approach it with much greater confidence. Mm -hmm. Because those obstacles, they don't stop. Right. Those challenges do not stop. You got to make right. adjustments. You got to adjust. Yep. I agree. And so when you had, um, tell us about uh, writing the book. I mean, really, people say, like, you know, like, oh, what, what did it take to write the book? It's like, man, this, this is my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like years went into this, right? Yeah. yeah, years went into this. I mean, really, it started, my thoughts were all over the place. It was about organizing my thoughts and, you know, how do I make this in a way that people understand it, like conceptualize it? Also, you know, how would they be able to remember it? So my book talking that about was, this. That was probably from the military, right? It's like they broke things down into a process and into steps. Yes. We call it the SOP, a standard operating procedures, which was, you know, a lot of those things were written in blood. So you kind of followed them. So that, that brought a lot of structure and discipline as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then what about the, um, so what would you say if, if you're if you have people listening out there right now and maybe they have their child that is just struggling or having a hard time and or somebody that is just overall they're they're being overcome by fear mm -hmm. or or things you know bad things that are going on around them what would you say to them well the first thing we mentioned was you know professional help another one is externalizing your thoughts on paper getting those out and not letting them bottle another one is being proactive on finding resources, that is really important to see what's around you and not just complain or, you know, sit there and let life beat you down. If you let life beat you down, it's going to beat you down. Yeah. Like that, that is very true. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be proactive to get up, you know, and decide. Another thing that I didn't mention was, you know, don't go too far in it, but a buddy system of holding each other accountable. Yes. Like there has to be some type of accountability. If you find someone that is on the same track as you or even a mentor, mm -hmm. um, and let's make it clear that mentors evolve as well because mentors may be at a certain level of success and eventually you may surpass them and they become a really great friend of yours. And now you need to think about who's at that next level that can mentor me. If you stick around the same mentor and you start passing them, hopefully this is a great person that want to see you succeed. But some may hold you back like, yeah. whoa, this dude just flew past me. Like, yes. Let me slow you down. So 
make sure, you know, it evolves. All this stuff evolves. And, you know, if you get this on paper, you can definitely go back and look at history. And, you know, history is 2020. Or, right. Yeah. So. Um, right. It's, it's a great learning tool. Mm hmm. A fantastic learning tool to look and say, geez, I thought this was an impossible situation. I thought that this was something I could not overcome. And you did. Yes. And you got to remind yourself of that. This is what a period of time where I felt hopeless. This is where a period of time where I just did not think I was going to make it. And, and, and when you did and you, then you reflect back on it, it's like, oh, okay, well then I can make it through this too. Yes. And let me make it clear here, you know, that I'm not Superman or I, I wear a cape. I still face obstacles to this day as well, you know, that I have to make this, you know, right decisions every day to make sure, you know, I'm continually uh, succeeding and um, going down my path and defining and meeting what success looks like to me. So let me not make it seem like I don't have obstacles as well. Absolutely. We all have it's obstacles. Not, it's not like, oh, I've arrived. Right? Yes, very it's true. It's like, no, you're arriving every day. Yes. Every single day. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Bergen Brown, a young man who's who's really making a difference in the lives of other people. Mm -hmm. This is David Heldon. You're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC. Live and local on Saturday mornings with your host, David Held. Local issues and community information. Every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 1480 WHBC. Good morning. This is Saturday morning. This is David Held, and you're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC. And when we talk about the obstacles that we face in life, you know, you could either face it with fear or you can face it with faith. Mm -hmm. You know, both the same definition. And we have a young man here who has had a lot of fears. And uh, but really, he decided to change his mindset. And now he's making a difference. You've written your own book, Becoming a Financial Critical Thinker. And uh, you've experienced a lot in your life. You started out right here, Hartford Middle School, went to, went to uh, McKinley High School. Correct. Then you went on to the Navy. Yes. And then you went on and became uh, uh, a student, right? Yes. I mean, you were, where did you graduate from? Uh, Temple University. Temple University. Yes. Yes. Wow. And you started to study uh, accounting. Accounting. Correct. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, my. And so now you want to really hand it back to other people. Correct. And I'm also, you know, continually to educate myself. I'm also a part of the Villanova executive program as well. So are you really? Yes. Continue my self-development. So I'm but still... you, you can you can see just how you carry yourself when you come in. You come in with confidence and and it's more it's you know, isn't it something when your confidence is not necessarily just rooted in self, but it's that you want to help other people. Yes. Of service. Yes. Yes. Service to other people. That was deep rooted in me from, you know, even my mother, you know, and the work that she's done in the community and continuously do to this day. Um, and then also, you know, it just being solidified, going to the military and, you know, being selfless, putting my life on the line for others, the person next to me and also for, you know, the families back at home, faceless families back at home in America to, you know, live a life of freedom. So service has always been a part of a part of me to this day. Service to others. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we've talked here on the program about like the alligator pit, right? It's like who would go and walk through an alligator pit? Well, nobody would. I mean, it's just, you know, you it's, it's like a self-destructive mission, right? <laughs> but if you had a loved one, if you had your little child in the alligator pit, you wouldn't hesitate. Not for a second. No. 
you would instantly change your mindset in us in an instant and do something that you would never normally do. So you really can instantaneously change your mindset. Very true. Yes. And you learn to do that. Yes. It's just like when we get on the radio, right? It's like, well, I could be, you know, we could be doing something and all of a sudden Eric says, okay, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, five, boom, we're on the air. And it's like, you, you have to, you have to, you got to go. Yes. It's like, okay, we're, we're, we're doing this. And by the way, this is your first interview and you've, you're, and you're like an old pro. I had to make sure that my first interview, official interview was back at home in my hometown. There so this, yeah, this weekend is, you know, packed with me getting in front of a camera, you know, shaking hands and, you know, getting back into the community, you know, where I started. This is grassroots for me. So this is fantastic. What made you pick the world of finance? Cause it's a, it's a, it's really another world. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, you know, a lot of people's issues is potentially finance, you know, coming up and, you know, all you hear is, you know, what you don't have, you know, from, you know, you wear the same shoes throughout the year at school or, you know, the the heat may not work uh, one year, you know, during the winter. So that's always been something that I wanted to figure out. And it started off. This was an evolution as well. I started off wanting to figure out how do I become financially independent? Right. Then it evolved into how do I become financially stable? And now I'm on the journey to finding financial wealth. So find, you have to start. It's like crawl before you walk, walk before you run. Mm -hmm. So if you try to start and, you know, invest in, you haven't even, if you're going to invest, invest into your mindset first, right? So that is, that is so true. That mm -hmm. is the mindset is the most important thing. And that is the battle that goes in the, where we face every day. Yes. Because you can fall into a, you know, it's so easy to, to go down a, just a, the, a wrong path in your mind. Yes. And what do you do when you find yourself starting to think negatively or uh, what, what kind of uh, hacks or, or strategies do you like to do in order to change that? You got to be self-aware like that when you, when you make these type of thoughts, you need to be aware that these thoughts are coming to you. And sometimes you need to externalize and, you know, kind of break that down of why are you thinking this way or mm -hmm. why is this thought coming? You, you have to, because otherwise it'll just, it'll haunt you. So I think that's really important to really understand where is it coming from? Get it on paper, put some thought, spend some time thinking about that. Oh, why do I feel this way? And how do I resolve it? You got to be optimistic about it. Otherwise you would, you know, probably make a bad decision. All when right. we talk about, you know, with the mindset, making decisions is the most important thing. So Yes. Isn't it something? Because you could really make any situation a positive or a negative. Very true. I mean, you can look at things and think of, Think of the worst, assume the worst in others around you. You can assume the best in others around you. And you will see sometimes, you know, growing up, you know, you got people who are really pessimistic about their situation, what you don't have complaining. You also have people who say such a beautiful struggle, such a beautiful struggle, <laughs> right. you know, to be right. able to have such a loving family. I don't need much. What I do have is love. So like you said, it, it is really important. The way that you think about things is to. You know, it's the glass half full, it's the half empty. That's so true. So true. And, you know, it's something because, uh, and oftentimes as a parent, you know, we see this, you know, where you see the children, when they come into the world, they're totally dependent on mom and dad. Yes. And then when they get older, 
And they'll be the first to remind you that I'm independent. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you're kind of independent. You're still a little dependent financially on mom and dad, right? Um, and then I tell them, it's like, well, that's good because mm-hmm. I want them to be independent. Yes. Um, but then when others, when you get to that next stage from dependency to independence to where others can depend on you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's really the mark of maturity. Yes. When you, when others now, you are you are to the point where you are independent and you are able to self-sustain, but now you can care for somebody else and I help wish, them along. You know, I wish I can comment on that, but you just, <laughs> that statement, you know, that was, that stands on his own two legs. Like that, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> because you're seeing, because you're seeing that now. I mean, now you're looking back and it's like, okay, now I have ch- uh, achieved a level of success. And it's, it doesn't just end. It's not like, oh, I'm at the top of the mountain now and, and now I get to just end it. No, it's, you're constantly self-improving and you, then you're looking now to help others come along. And isn't it something too, when you're teaching others what works, it's a reminder to yourself. Yes. And also, like you said, a reminder, but also think about, you know, the journey that I was on, because you can kind of forget when you get so far, you become detached if you don't, you know, mm-hmm. go back to kind of revisit. But, you know, I don't spend too much time thinking about all the, the negative things. I always think about the positives of it or what was the key message that came from it that can help others. So that also, you know, everything that I've been able to get on paper, you know, I can bold and put in my book to share with others that other people may be experiencing. And when you wrote the book. Yeah. Speaking of the book, we got about three minutes left. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the five, the, the five bulletproof steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also let everybody know for us tomorrow, but, um, on our way out, the five bulletproof steps. Yeah. So there's five steps. This book really, I wanted to, you know, conceptualize such a very complex and critical conversation of money management into five simple steps, bulletproof steps to build st- uh, financial stability. And the same way when we grew up in grade school, we learned PEMDAS or please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with something for people to remember from money management, which is my boy really do invest. You can you can hear the representation in that. My boy really do invest. It, it comes natural. And that stands for mindset, budget, risk management, debt, an investment. And, you know, I put it in that way because it's all in chronological order, the same way as PEMDAS. But some people, when they want, when they decide to get their lives in order, they either focus on investments, like where do I put this thousand dollars or even credit. They decide to go straight to credit. And how do I get my credit score up so I can borrow more money? Those all are just small bolts to a larger machine. So in, to, in order to get this larger machine to work, which is money management for you and reach success, you need to make sure that all of these bolts and gears are working in synchrony. So tomorrow, if you all have the time, please stop by the Onesto between 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, downtown Ken, um, you know, getting involved with the community, you know, shaking hands. I want to talk to you. I want to hear about your journey. How can I help? You know, uh, look in your eye, shake your hand and, you know, be genuine and, you know, connect back with my community. This 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 hap- this had to be the first place where I came back mm-hmm. to to do a book signing was home. So. Thank you so much and greatly appreciate it for everyone. Appreciate you coming, This man. is fantastic. Yeah, so the Ernesto, Ernesto mm-hmm. Hotel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And tell us the time again. 3 to 6 p.m. 3 to 6 p.m. Yes. Now, people can just, just show up, right? Show up. You got 10, 15 minutes if you're passing by. Just stop by. You know, shake hands. I wanted, you know, I want to meet you.
And I'll tell you, if if anybody wants to be inspired, or or you have your uh, young children out there, yes. they they want a, to look at a, a great role model. They can see one tomorrow. Yes, right here in Bergen. Yes, I mean because you are living proof that you can come from really difficult circumstances and you can make it through. You know, not only difficult circumstances, but but you came from right here. Yes, right here in the city of Canton in Stark County. Thank you for joining us. Yes. This is David Held, and you're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC.